Hey everybody, I'm Forrest Hall and this is the Real Church Matters Podcast where we talk real church matters because real church matters. I got an awesome one here for you, it's a two-parter with my beautiful mother. I figured there's nobody can talk about this subject or I feel more comfortable talking about this subject with than her, the Holy Spirit. We've done uh, two on them already. That spirit built part one and part two. This one will take a different approach to it and kind of give you a little more clarity. As always, housekeeping. Don't forget, search for Church Matters. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud. I'm still working on the Spotify and all of that jazz. We'll get there. I want to be where you are. So make it very much easier for you. Don't forget, if you would like to support us, you can always listen. You can write a review. You can share it. Subscribe. You can also give financially. If you are interested in doing that, patreon.com forward slash real church matters. I appreciate everybody that gives, whether it's a dollar or 20 or more. It has been a blessing. It has helped me to continue on this journey, this path of being a part of your spiritual maturity, your growth. Or even just maybe even challenging you to say, you know what? I don't want to be a Christian. <laughs> you know, whatever it, it, it brings out of you, I know it, it'll be to God's glory. Uh, yeah, I'm excited and I'm ready to get to it. So without further ado, enjoy. If you have questions, you can always go to askme at realchurchmatters.com. And before I go, remember obedience over audience it'll always be it'll always be better than no matter the applause the audience of one is always greater all right enjoy i'm doing great doing good doing good so we're going to talk about the holy spirit again for the fourth time we talked about it we did uh, episode 69 and 70 we're called the house the spirit built then we did episode 112 was called the grieving process talking about grieving the holy spirit and today we're talking about the the i was reading the scripture and it said that the first adam was a living soul and the second quickening spirit so how do we comprise ourselves or come together to be this living soul that is a quickening spirit basically what i'm saying how do we Mary, spirit and flesh amen and i think that uh i just been reading the scriptures about it and it just hit me and the first thing that hit me was is that the spirit looks a certain way it doesn't feel a certain way doesn't feel a certain way so we're going to tackle as much of the stuff as we can we're going to deal with some of the buzzwords Yes. And try to destroy some of the, the traditions and notions that have permeated the church and make it so people don't know what in the world the spirit is that is dwelling, supposedly dwelling in oh, them. No. Yes. So let's jump. First of all, the spirit works in the mind or heart. That's the first note I want to make sure everybody understands it's clear. You need to know where the spirit is in you. We keep people keep telling us where the spirit is in church. Yes, <laughs> they, they tell us the spirit is it was in here today. But where is the spirit in you? The spirit dwells in your heart or mind. Romans two twenty nine says, "But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not of men but of God." So our first thing is understanding that. This thing of the spirit of God, this Holy Spirit is working not in my belly. It's not working in my foot. It's not. I'm not going to feel the spirit. I'm going to know the spirit. Amen. Amen. I think the hardest thing is that the church has reduced um, the spirit of God to a feeling or being in a place with God. And it is not that. It's definitely not that. And the hardest thing is that a lot of people don't even know what spirit they have. Before we can go to um, the Holy Spirit, some people don't even know what is in their mind, yeah. what operates there. 
And I think that that allows a lot of people to say that they're Christians and they wind up in church and they go, you know, they know all of the buzzwords, but they've never really um, experienced yeah. the Holy Spirit. And because of that, I think there are a lot of people in leadership that have not experienced. And I know this go, this, this, this will make people, but they never experienced the Holy Spirit because it takes just what Jesus expects us to do. And that is, first of all, we must know how the Spirit of God dwells in us. Okay. Before we get to or start dissecting the Word of God or even trying to um, become a part of church, we better know how the Spirit of God dwells in us. Yeah. Because this, this is the thing that was given to us before the church was given to us. Right. Jesus left and he didn't say, you know, to comfort you guys, I'm going to build you a bunch of churches. He said, right. to comfort you, I'm going to give you the spirit. Why? Because in order for us to be what we should be as a church, we must be of a mind. In every place that, that you find Paul writing or John writing, you find that it's just them and the spirit of God. Absolutely. Um, this is where where we we're all messed up. We're all messed up. There, are my alone times when I come into a place like church, it is very difficult to get out of the mind of being with Christ. The church calls me to a place of being out of the mind of being with Christ, and I don't know. If I can explain it any better than that, is you the, you will you will because let me give you this other scripture. It, it says First Corinthians four and twenty one says, "What will ye? Shall I come unto you with a rod or in love and in the spirit of meekness?" So to be in the spirit is to be in the mind of yes. To be in the mind of. So when you're talking about coming in the church and the church is taking me out of a certain mindset. Yes. We know the spirit works by looking at how your mind works. Take notes if you're taking notes. You know this, how the spirit works by looking at how your mind works. If your mind is working a certain way and that doesn't line up with the word of God, then you know the spirit does not work in you. The spirit is not present in you. you what, what you're talking about, mom, when you talk about how the church is working. Yes. The church is not working like the spirit. Therefore, you can't say the spirit is here. Right. I don't want you to tell me the spirit is here because everybody was speaking in tongues. No. I don't want you to tell me the spirit is here because everybody's dancing and shouting mm -mm. or because everybody feels something. The feeling is not what is indicative of the spirit. It is how the mind works. Yes. And you have to struggle. There is a struggle, just, just, just the same. I, I liken it to the same way Jesus felt mm -hmm. when he went to these places. He went to the synagogue and he went and his mind was the same when he was with sinners. And this is what bothered. This is exactly what bothered the church is that he was the same wherever he was at. And only had issue. He didn't sit with the sinners and tear everything apart and say, what is, well, look at you. Yeah. Look at y'all, you heathens. Right. He didn't. He looked at the church and said, this is a mess yeah. because this is not the product of the spirit. Right. Working. The product of the spirit working is not the monetizing of church. Because I, I, I believe he had to come to to take away everything that was that was imposter an imposter, they were just uh, uh, for that period of time. God gave that that structure because He had a plan all along to bring about Christ. Yes. And so when Jesus came, He came to destroy not the not the the establishment of God. He came to destroy that which was there. And that was the, the thing that man was able to work the works in. Absolutely. Man was able to work in something instead of allowing things to work in them. And the spirit called for us working in it. Ephesians 4.23. 
goes to this and says, and be renewed in the spirit, spirit of, of your, your mind. mind. So we know we have yes. a spirit. Yes. Outside of the Holy Spirit. Yes. How do I know? Because I have a mind, this immaterial force, this mind full of thoughts and ideas and consciousness. And he does tell us that the mind is not subject to the things of God. Neither indeed can be. The, the mind itself, I'm, I'm talking about the natural mind. Mm -hmm. It's always going to have its own thoughts, its own way, its own uh, way of working out. And this is where we have to create uh, a clarity for people. So when we talk about the mind, there are three parts that we interact with things with. Emotion, sensation, and inspiration. We are talking about the part that is inspired. We're not talking about the part that is emotion or sensation. To help you guys out, there's two feels that I'm talking about. When you feel cold, that is a sensation. Sensation, yes. I feel cold. Yes. I, that's different than somebody saying you're a cold person. Right. That's a person who is feeling a certain way. Yeah. That is a feeling. I feel sad. That came from my mind. That didn't come from my body. These things are, are two ways that we feel and interact with the world. Sometimes we don't feel like we're in the world if we do not feel those interactions. Right. You can put a person in a sensory deprivation tank. This is, there's this place where it removes all sound, even the sound of silence. And people go crazy because the body is thirsty for sensory yes. interaction. Stimulation. Yeah. Stimulation. So when, when people are talking about feeling a certain way, they're trying to fit God and the Holy Spirit in those two fields. Yes. Yes. So I want to feel the spirit. Of yes. God. I walked into the place and I felt I could immediately feel the spirit and everybody's gravitating towards this talk. Yes. Of the feeling the spirit to the point where we're missing the actual thing of where is your mind? Yeah. Where's the spirit of your mind? He said, you, we came in the spirit of meekness. Meekness isn't a feeling. Right. When you tell somebody to be meek, all of a sudden they're trying to attribute emotion mm -hmm. and a sensory feeling to it. He said, no, it's a mindset. In the spirit of is a mindset. So he called us and said, be renewed in the spirit of. Of your mind. That means take your mind and the way it works. It needs to be a it needs to allow the Holy Spirit to work in it. That makes it produce something different. Every work produces a product. It pr produces a product. Interesting. Go ahead. There's a dependency that we have to have when when um, the scriptures talk about coming as a child. There's a dependency that our mind has to have on God. It's that faith to believe that God is, it's there. Mm -hmm. But you, get, you can't stop there. You have to believe that he's not only there, but that he now wants to permeate your very thoughts. And it, that, that's the thing, is that when we say that, that transition, I was asking God, like, how can I show somebody what it is Without showing them, trying to give them a formula in which they can try to create em it or emulate it. And so he, he, this is where he tells us in that first part that if you're renewed in the spirit of your mind, your mind works at a different place now. Yeah. And so since it works at a different place, it no longer produces sin. It produces fruit. Yes. Produce. Produce. The Holy Spirit changes what our mind produces. Our produce is the fruits of the Spirit. Yes, yes. And, but he did tell us, he did give us a formula. He says, seek ye first. Mm -hmm. And he, then he goes on to say, seek me in all things. He's mm -hmm. God, God was distinct about how do you get the mind of Christ. Yes. And it, he says, stop depending on your own mind. If you if if you give the mind and and this this helped me mm -hmm. if I give the mind certain choices and rights and inalienable um, rights and I allow it to make choices and and do things it gains more and more strength and there's always there always will be a war going on yeah. between that mind and the mind of Christ yeah. and so we submit 
And how do we submit? Submit. We begin to seek. We yeah. say, God, what should I do? I, I, I'm not going to do anything if you don't tell me. Yeah. But, but, and people have been uh, more open nowadays to hearing about being led by the Spirit. Yes. The problem is, is that the Holy Spirit is not that one utility. No. And when you try to use it in only that way, mm-hmm. you find yourself frustrated. Right. Because you don't want to have a renewed mind. You want proper directions. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and he doesn't just want to direct you. He wants to be in you of a truth. He wants, he to, wants to move. He wants to inundate. He wants to be able to just the smallest things. And that's where that's where I'm, I'm starting with it. At. It's like that inundation Start starting because the way I learn is I go from output to input. Mm-hmm. I need to know how something's supposed to look. A lot of times my clients, they want to try to tell me how to do something because they've went and researched because they want to figure out how. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you're paying me so that you don't have to figure mm-hmm. out how the sausage is made. Now, if you got to sit there <laughs> and try to figure out how the sausage is made and then you're telling me how to make the sausage, you already did half my job. Right. And you might not, what you research is not the same as all the hours and schooling that I've done mm-hmm. to show me exactly how, how to, to do, do it. it. Instead of you just going online saying, well, that should have been simple for us because if you just take this thing, I'm about, no, I don't know what you were watching. But there's a how to this that you need to understand that first starts with you being able to articulate what do you want it to look like. What do you want that to look like? He's telling us what it should look like is your mind should be producing fruits of the spirit. All Kindness, day. meekness, all day, every day, long suffering, all day, joy, yes. peace, all day, every love. Day. Yep. That, that <laughs> output is coming. People think it's action. We talking about the produce of, of, of fruit is of a mind. And, and when you have the struggle going on and your mind is producing something other than love, peace, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, meekness, gentleness. The spirit it, dwells no, it, nowhere in it. It is an indicator yeah. that you are not co- totally submissive to the Holy Spirit. Thus, he is being grieved. He's present with you, yeah. but he is in a grieved position. So you have people who we believe and understand, even if they don't believe and understand, the scripture allows us to walk in the faith of understanding that if they receive salvation, they have the Holy Spirit. Right. And you and, and you have this Holy Spirit, but what your mind is producing is not from the Holy Spirit. It's not from the Holy so Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in there, but he's grieved. Amen. And and we're not saying that the person doesn't not have the Holy Spirit, because that would be to come against the very um principles of what God has already spoken. Yeah. But what we do need to say is that he, he is being grieved because, and you hear Christians say, you know, my thoughts went here and my thoughts went there and my thoughts went there and I'm binding and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it is because we are grieving the Holy Spirit because yeah. we are infusing ourselves, our, our natural minds with the things of God. And, and this is where that the nastiness of positive thinking comes in, is that you cannot commandeer the mind by commandeering the thoughts. You sure can. I know the scripture says, cast down every thought and imagination that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. He is speaking to people of a power in the Holy Spirit. Right. You cannot gain access to that power through control of thought. No. People control thoughts all the time. The art of persuasion or hypnotism is pretty much the the commandeering of thought. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the um, Asian, um, Eastern religions, that's all it is, is control of thought. Meditation. Mind, mind meditation. Stilling the mind. And, and they're able through this, that's how they ended up with um, acupuncture, when they all work together— you actually see the body responding in the way that is suggested to the mind. Now, now this takes us to our next part. How does the spirit work? Not like acupuncture. How does the spirit work? Not like stillness and meditation. The spirit works 
by speaking. Yes. It reveals verbally, though not audibly. And a lot of people think verbally means it's audible. Right. The spirit communicates and interacts with us, not through emotion, not through sensation. But through the thought process. But through inspiration. Yes. Through word. Yes. Through verbally, though not audibly. Scripture tells us, John 14, 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach, number one. Yes. That, that is an action done by what? Word. Word. He will bring all things to your remembrance. That is an action brought by what? Word. Word. Whatsoever I have said unto you. So that all is an echo of a singular word from Christ yes. through God. Through God. And then it is repackaged in the Holy Spirit, but it is always speaking. Right. And just on the flip side, let's say you, you aren't allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you. You are not submissive to the Holy Spirit. The mind, the way we were created, is that we are to take thoughts from somewhere else. We weren't created to have original thoughts. This is, this is the issue that, that we have as people. We think that we are actually able to create things. Yeah. So you, we're, we're receptive to whatever spirit speaks. speaks. So that, that's why I want to make, it, make sure we're making it as clear as possible. Something is always speaking. Oh, yes. Something is always speaking. There's a sound inside. There's a sound. There is a, when, when we talk of thought, that's why I wanted to make sure we, because people don't even play around enough in their minds to understand thought. They don't. They don't understand thought is word. Yes. It's, it's inaudible yes. word. Yes. It is, you hear it, no one else does. Yes. You hear it and your ears ain't here. Yeah. You hear it from the inside out. It's always word. And you commune with it. And this is how we disconnect ourselves from it. They'll hear a uh, 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 Charles Manson. They'll hear all of the uh, all of these people say, "I can hear thoughts. Things are talking to me." Mm -hmm. And we say, "Oh my God, he crazy." So guys, women, men, people are speaking to you. Yes, but there is something else speaking to you on a daily basis. If if and I always come back to saying that exercise because God allowed me to understand it. It was Him. It showed me it. If you turn off everything in the room and you sit quietly, and you will come face to face with your thoughts, and you will be amazed at where they're coming. From. Yeah. So, and I'm gonna repackage it. You will come face to face. Words, yes, things that are speaking to you, to you, have influence over you, bringing things to your remembrance. Yes, we got to understand something. I know your <laughs> your father called you fat and ugly, mm -hmm. but your father wasn't the one that reminded you of that. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, because he. <laughs> this is this is this is the dynamics of the whole. Faith, yeah, because because first of all, God says in order to know in in order to know ourselves, we have to know Him, and He said He created us in His image. The first thing when He shows up on the scene and He's talking in Genesis, He's communicating with Adam. Yeah. Then He communicates with the creation. He communicates with everything around him through words, yeah. through words. And the words produce, there's a product yeah. that it produces. And we find that Satan, who was represented in the garden as a serpent, used nothing but words yeah. to do the exact same thing because he knew we were created in whose image. Yeah. And he knew that our thoughts we're only altered by words. Yeah. And so we have this thing where words 
are, are the words of the Holy Spirit are echoing the heart of God. Yes. So the Holy Spirit is important. Number one, before we even get to it, leading and directing, because we're going to get there. The At the very center of it, it is echoing the heart of God, which therefore makes you God's child. Right. You're echoing his heart, his mind. That's what happens. That's why he said, let this mind be in you. What was he saying? He's like, hey, 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 I don't think for myself. So you can't either. I don't think for myself. And, he, and Jesus said, I don't even think it's robbery. Yeah. Not to have my own thoughts. He said, he's, that's what he meant. When he says, let this mind, my way of thinking. Yeah. What's his way of thinking? No longer thinking. Yeah. And letting God in control, be in control of his thoughts. Because. Through his voice. From the day that he entered into the flesh. He was likewise tempted and he wanted to verbalize. It was so important that these things were recorded for us because he wanted us to know. He said, you have to let that word let was used so many times in the Bible. And at a time where I struggled with allowing my mind not to have its full reign over me, I counted all those lets in there. Yeah. Because I said, okay, God, why isn't this just happening to me? Mm-hmm. And he said, it's not going to happen to you. Yeah. You have to let. So when we, this takes us back to the emotion and sensation of the Holy Spirit that we're perpetrating these days is you'll see a person shouting and you'll hear people who are surrounding this person, usually a woman. They'll say, let this go ahead. Let the spirit have its way. And, <laughs> and I, I want to say this, I want to say that I was one that not only I I would pass out just boom, boom, in praise and worship. People would they would come back there and they have to get me up. I would pass out, boom, and I recognize that for me it was a yielding myself to God. Mm-hmm. I recognized that when I was running all over the church. And when I was jumping all over everything, mm-hmm. that I was fighting the Spirit of God. I was mm-hmm. fighting those thoughts. I wanted to present, just like Cain and Abel, I wanted to present an offering to God. Yeah. And I wanted him to be satisfied. And, and we're going <laughs> to get to this physical representation. There is a physical and emotional representation of the Spirit. Yes. But I, I, we have to understand that, that it is not the indicator. No. Or the evidence of, of the spirit. Of the spirit at all. Even if there is a physical or emotional representation of the indwelling spirit. You you want to know because the church has been duped. Because a lot of what the enemy has done is he perpetrates. And he allows people will take on all up to a point. If but it, when you look at their their produce, right? When you look at what they're producing, then you don't you can't authentic it, it can't authenticate it's not his signature the spirit of God. Yes, and you begin to look at it, and even you'll hear when just if you pay attention, the person could be preaching so clearly the word of God, but they will deviate, and and the produce that hangs on their tree will come out. And this is the this is the part of it this that has to be clear is that you guys have to understand it even in this this walk with Christ, there is such a connection that we should have to our fruits, and in me looking at my fruit, I can see where the spirit is in me. I know I can be a child of God and not be in the right spirit, right? I know that because. David said, creating me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. Even though I'm your child, you've chosen me back when I was a ruddy little boy. Yes. You have found me in a place where I have sullied my heart. I have destroyed it. You said, I said you had to create in me a, a clean, clean heart. heart. You had to create, you had to pull that carpet up yeah. and lay down a brand new one. Yes. You had to renew a right spirit yes. in me. What is he saying? He's like, hey, somehow I, I'm God's child, but somehow my thinking has gone 
astray. Yes. Where I'm working thoughts that produce death. Yes. I pr- my thoughts produced infidelity. My thoughts produced murder. Yes. My thoughts produced a child. Yes. My thoughts produced deception. I'm still God's child, but I have not allowed the spirit yes. to work in me to produce what God desires to see in my life. Amen. Amen. And and that is the issue. No, we're not fruit inspectors, but we should be inspecting what's on our tree. We have to. We better every day, every moment of the day, because he. this is the warning that he said that the natural mind is not subject to the things of God. And it doesn't want to be. Doesn't want to be. And so if you understand that it doesn't want to be, then you're not just going to check your fruit last week and not wake up every day and look at the fruit because you understand you still have this natural mind. It's still present. So I want to make sure y'all know where we at. The Holy Spirit works by speaking. It reveals, reveals verbally, though not audibly. It is inspiration, not sensation. Yes. The men in the Bible were inspired to write it. They didn't write it according to how they felt, or it'd be a different Bible. Yep. It'd be a different Bible. Yeah, of course. We know that because we we see sometimes where Paul shares how he feels. Yeah, and then he says, that's not according to what <laughs> the Spirit has said. It's according to me, Paul. I can tell y'all how I feel. I want to shut church down. I want to shutter the doors. But that's not how I've been inspired. I've been inspired to teach I've been inspired. I told this to uh, somebody. I said, we get mad when we are surrounded by darkness. But where do you think someone's supposed to put light? In the midst of darkness. In the midst of darkness. I look around and I say, these are about the nastiest people I ever met. These are the most vile people. They do nothing but uh, emotionally terrorize you. They do nothing but find ways to manipulate and use and abuse. Why would I be put here? It's like putting the best teacher in the worst school. That's where you need to be. I didn't become the best teacher to teach inner city. I wanted to go to the county. Well, you didn't. You're not. You're not really the best teacher. No, because you're not not the best teacher. You're not willing to do what God has put to you. That's part of having His mind. His mind calls the best to the worst. Yes. Cause the best to the worst. I know you had the worst kids. <laughs> You'd had to deal with challenges in the spirit that other parents would not have been able to. I would have been sent away to either some type of camp, some type of shock therapy. I would have been put in a whole lot of places had I not been with someone who was allowing, letting the spirit lead them. And I know that God put me in the best place because I was the worst kid. But the crazy thing about it is, and I find myself, everybody wants to to know, then how is it that you did it so I can do it? We, and, and we great. We're going to yeah, get, get there. Yeah, <laughs> get there. Yeah, One so. of the first parts of it is Acts 28, 25, and disagreeing among themselves, they departed after Paul had made one statement. The Holy Spirit was right in saying to your fathers through Isaiah the prophet. He began to remind them what Isaiah said. But he said the Holy Spirit was right in saying. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit was right in saying this to your fathers. Yes. Through the Isaiah the prophet. Yes. There's certain things that you said to me that the Holy Spirit was right in saying. Yes. Through you. Yes. This is where... The yes. Holy Spirit does its magic. This is where it does its real yes, work. Yes. Is that everything that I say, the Holy Spirit is right and sane. Right. I'm not right. People keep saying, well, you think you're right all the time. I, I'm not right. The Holy Spirit is right and sane. And we have to understand. And, and when we are in not our own mind, mm-hmm. we understand. We don't even understand what we're saying the magnitude of what is being said but we believe but we believe it that it is a thought inspired inspired it is words spoken uh, not audibly but verbally that speak against my mind i know 
Yeah. I know. I don't care if you don't know. That's where confirmation comes in. Yeah. I love confirmation. People have been coming to me and saying, you know, the pastor's word lined up with yours. And I was reading this scripture last night. I didn't Mm -hmm. know you would touch it. Hey, that's confirmation. Yes. So that you know what I know already. Yes. I know it already, Ma. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I just needed God to show you. Yeah. Because if he got to give you confirmations because you wasn't really... Believing. Believing. And he needed to give you that so you can sign, seal, and deliver, the, pack that in there, and digest it as the word of God, not force. And start producing. And start producing. Fruit. <laughs> this is it's not a badge of honor to me. Like, hey, you guess right. I didn't guess right. It's the Holy Spirit. Spirit. He is speaking and he was right in saying that. And and this is not only the way that we grow and we produce fruit, but this is the way we come to Christ. Yeah. So this is why. We have to understand that we're going to be light in the midst of darkness because God explained to me. He said, Sylvia, when you're out here, I want you to magnify me. Yeah. He said, magnify me. And how can we magnify God in the midst of a dark and perverse generation yeah. that's saying that they don't believe? Yeah. He said, believe on me. Yeah. Magnify me. He said, this is where testimony was supposed to be. He said, this is where I was supposed to be magnified. So as people come and they come and they want to converse, they want to say, I'm having a hard day or something. All of a sudden, allow the spirit within you to speak and magnify God. Submit yourself. It's not, I'm going to tell y'all, it's not that hard. It's not. I had to, this is what broke it open for me. You have to know yourself. Yes, you do. Know yourself, and then when the Spirit speaks expressly, <laughs> you'll you know, know it's, it's not you. You'll know, you it's, know not. it's not you. Oh, I know what I want to say to this person, but this thought is coming to me. This, these words that are being spoken, that's not me. It's, so I will obey it because I know it's not me. I know it's not me. Somebody told me, they said, I'm doing this because... This is this is not like me, and and I knew it was them, but they never knew them. They don't know. So since they never knew them, they thought this foreign thing was God. They attributed to God. They attributed to God. Uh, you need to know yourself. A lot of y'all don't know yourselves. This is something I'm, I keep telling you. Every all these women got mothers, but they don't know their bodies. Yeah, it's like your mother was so busy telling you about boys, she ain't never tell you about you. Yeah. You don't know how to wash yourself. You don't know how to tend to yourself. Yeah. But you 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 know about boys. Yeah. And then the boy come and he realized this girl don't know nothing about her body. I I've even had women say, Can you tell my daughter this? And I'm like, What's wrong with you? You got the same thing she has. <laughs> but it's because they, they, they themselves don't know themselves. Exactly. And because they don't know themselves, the only thing that they think that this that this child needs to know is, is about a boy. Boy. That's the problem with church. Part of the prerequisite to salvation is that you have godly sorrow. How can one be sorrowful when one does not even know the totality of what to be sorrowful oh, about? That's you right. don't know you. I had to go back and retroactively I said, I'm not saved. There's things about me I was in denial about. There's things about me that I still attribute to being me and not uh, not being disconnected from who God. I am. They're not from God. So if it's not from God, it's not me. That's right. I had to go back and be like, God, there's too much. I'm, I was so focused on the anger because I could see it. Yes. And because other people could see it and validate that it was wrong. Which is just the fruit. It's just, it's just the fruit. But there's so many other things packaged in this little heart of yes. mine that I am now aware of. because they produced that fruit. Because the Holy Spirit had to do some showing of me before he show himself. That's right. We have to get to the point where the more you know yourself, the more you'll know the voice. The crazy thing about this is that that's why they have psychiatrists, psychologists. Absolutely. And... They do it, and then they medicate the person because they don't understand how to pull that person apart from their that yeah. those thoughts. Because they, when they hear you talk, it, this is where it's still foul. Is because they're still only drawing from what you give. Yeah. See, this is where it was, it, where God is always better because He didn't draw from what the woman at the well said. 
he drew from what the woman at the well thought. He perceived her heart. Uh, a psychiatrist can't do that. And, and that's the danger in, in which when we stand at the altar as ministers and tell people, tell me what you need. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want you to tell me anything. Yeah. For the fact that if you're here and if I'm going to pray for you, it's surely going to come from God. It has God. to come from the Spirit. I want it to be right and sane. Yeah. I want it to be right and saying, Isaiah didn't go and take but, a pulse of the audience <laughs> and say, what y'all got going on? What y'all been doing? And actually what you're saying is, how much do you know of yourself to a person who is definitely at the altar because they don't know themselves? They don't know themselves. Or they, half the time they wouldn't even be there. So you ask them, uh, what do you want? And they're looking at you. And they say all manner of crazy things. Yeah. They say, you know, I'm doing this or I did that or this is wrong or that's wrong. And I said, I'm sorry, but I'm not that type of person yeah. because that's not what Jesus did. Jesus didn't ask anybody. The only time he asked, he said, wilt thou be made whole? Yeah. He asked him the question. Can I come in and can, fix the place? Can I fix the place? But I, you have to know. You need to be fixed. But the but the guy had offered him the the issue. He said, My issue is that when the water is stirred, nobody's gonna let me go in first. Because we see it in yeah. our own way. That's is why it's, I, I found myself getting frustrated because I'm trying to to help people in a what place where they have not been revealed to. Right. They can't see what's wrong with them. No. I'm like, this is what's wrong. And this is how to fix the problem that they can see. Yes. But they, they get upset. And I'm like, you know what? The, this, is, this is where that, that whole study of the spirit came in. This, this scripture here, Ephesians 3 and 5 says, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. By the spirit. This speaking Presents inspiration and revelation. And, and the thing of it is there are times because we are not Jesus. But when we encounter people and you just say one thing, mm -hmm. it may be enough for that time, for that appointed time. And God sends that person away. And then they come back again and God gives something else. Yeah. And it may be another person. But this is the way God does it. Through people, he doesn't, and it's and and it makes sense to me, even though he doesn't have to make sense to me. But a great dependency would become on a person that was able to speak to someone and change their life. Right. So the person God uses, He strategically lets that person know it's me. Yeah, it has it's to me. be this deliverance of the word. And then this detachment from you to allow yeah. the word to work. To work. We have to give that opportunity. And we're really talking about how the spirit works. People keep talking about, oh, I, I, I want to know the spirit. Have, have your way, Lord. He is. He's trying to yeah. talk to you. Yeah. And we he's get frustrated because we say, hey, I didn't told that person. I'm, I'm tired of dealing with that person. But God said, I'm working. Because what kind I'm of spirit working. would God be? If he can move your body out of a seat, but can't move your mind out of darkness. That's right. I mean, he didn't move you out your seat. You all the way in the left, left part of church. You in the in the corner, just spinning yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, the other lady, she's going, she's doing calisthenics. She's doing bending her body in ways she's never bent it, but will not bend her will to the Father. That's right. You can't tell me that's anything but sensation because it would take us to our next point. The spirit does not arouse us. It rouses us. Yes. I want y'all to understand. Arouse and rouse are two different words. Arouse means to make someone feel. Rouse means to make someone wake up. It, it means to make something alive. It's like a pinch. It's, it's, a, it's sharp. It's sharp enough to get your attention. But once the pinch is gone, you actually, immediately it, the memory it, of it, it dissipates. It, it dissipates. Just goes. Whether it's pain, pleasure, it's still it's an like, arousal. 
It's still yeah. sensory. And that's the problem where people will have this sensory experience of, quote unquote, the Holy Spirit in church. And then it dissipates. By the time Sunday night come, they back doing whatever it was. Because, and they don't understand. Like They don't, they don't understand the deliberateness of worship. It's deliberate. When you raise your hands, that's a deliberate action. There's nothing pushing your arms up. There's nothing saying, it, 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 it's a deliberate action. Why, why? But did we get into this place where people are more prone to involuntary worship Yes. than they are to voluntary worship? Right. Oh, my goodness. The spirit just took over me. Why does he have to, why? Why does he have to weaken at Bernie's you in order for you to get up and praise him? But that's because we're accustomed to worshiping the enemy. And, and I'm going to tell you, ourself, there, there is a lot to be said for the sensory experience yeah. of just being lost in emotion, yes. just being lost in emotion. God wants us not to dwell in emotion. He wants right. us to dwell in the spirit. He said, Get, lift your hand. It's a deliberate action. Now, I, the deliberate. reason why I said there's a physical production that does happen. Yeah, it's because when we looked at those, the spirit that was put into those pigs, oh yeah, we saw how those spirit responded. To yeah, it. it just made them jump over the cliff. That was not the spirit of God that was put into them. No, it was just it was the spirit of the going. enemy. We gotta we have to start. And they to be actually careful. they actually pleaded. They inflicted pain on themselves. Yes, and they actually pleaded to be put us in the pig. Put us in the pig so that we can wreak. Havoc. If we not, you're not gonna let us wreak yeah. havoc in the bodies of humans. Yeah. Put me in a pig so I can wreak havoc. And prior to it, the guy that was was um, possessed, possessed was hurting himself. He was cutting himself, cutting himself, rolling, rolling in fire. And he was not with his family anymore, but living in a cave, naked and inflicting pain on any who who came in his proximity. Yes. If that don't sound like people, yes, yeah. And then when we see them. Moving as they are in church, we attribute it to the spirit when it's just a spirit. I've heard I've heard people say, I wanna I don't wanna be phony, you know. I didn't feel like worshiping God today. And I've heard people that you know I've been one <laughs> of those people because I begin to teach that there's there's uh there's no emotion to worship, it's just obedience. But I have to rescind that. I have to back up on that. I have to because this right here tells me the spirit doesn't arouse me. It rouses me. There is an act happening. Yeah. But it, it did this activity, this spiritual activity looks different than the spiritual activity of the enemy. I, I, I want to say that the way that the spirit taught me is that all he says that we join heaven. In worship. And when you start reading the scriptures about what they're doing, they're crying, holy, holy, holy. Yeah. And the angels don't have two hands, but they have many. They cover their face and they lift their hands and they're covering their face. And it taught me what worship was. Yeah. So you we there because there's scripture that said, like the angels. Yes. This this thing that I'm coming to is the next buzzword that we hear quicken right so the spirit doesn't arouse us it rouses us or quickens us yes yes it quickens us it doesn't make us feel it wakes us with a spiritual awakening how have i been spiritually awakened i now see things in the way the angels do right i see god in the way the angels did i have a spiritual right. awakening and I'm gonna say this and then I'll let you roll because I want you to I want you to get the, the stage of it. And then it makes me alive. I have been made spiritually active. Right. Where before I was physically active. Right. Or as some of you have coined the term, sexually active. I've been active in many ways, but I wasn't active spiritually. spiritually. The quickening is not a jolt of your body. This is what we were taught. Right. People all of a sudden they singing and all of a sudden they jolt their body and they, the spirit just quickens. Say quicken. It quickens you to what? To because it quickens you to do something. This is the next part that I, I'm going to get to. But John 6, 63 says, it is the spirit that quickeneth. 
The flesh profiteth nothing. Why he put those together? Because he knew that there is an <laughs> activeness in the flesh. Yes. But he said that activeness produces nothing. Yes. And, and in fact, it doesn't not only just not produce anything, it does produce once, it, once you've been quickened and you take off in your flesh, it produces after its kind. Yeah, it's active. It's just it produces nothing for the kingdom. Right. Nothing for the kingdom. Produces and nothing it's a for waste. the kingdom. It is a waste of energy. We've seen per- people shout and bump. He, he bumped his nose right on the pew. Right. Broke his nose. Yeah. That's a spiritual activeness. Start bleeding. <laughs> a spiritual activeness look like the pigs. Yeah. It's a spiritual activeness. Yes. There is a spirit. There is a spirit there. And it is active. It has aroused, but it has not quickened. Right. And there is a there is something anytime God, and this is what the Spirit speaks expressly of himself. He said, anytime the Spirit's quickening, he's actually empowered that person to accomplish something. And Thank it's you. and that accomplishing is is it is so important that we understand. That, that's what he's saying. He said the spirit quickeneth. That means the spirit can get you to get the job done. Right. He said this this flesh it'll get you all excited. Yeah. It'll get you shouting. Yeah. And then you go home and you cuss your kids out. Yeah. And you're tired. You go home exhausted and, and you, you're depressed. Yeah. You go home and you're not spiritually minded. You go home after you done shouted, spoken tongues, sang as beautifully as the heavens, and you're not aware of what's happening in your children's rooms, right. what's happening in your children's heart. Right. You're not aware of what your husband needs. Right. I done seen people say the nicest thing to church folk and say the meanest things to their husbands. You have been aroused by the spirit of something other than the spirit of God because the spirit does not arouse you. It rouses you. To the woman of God you should be. Yes. It rouses you to the man of God. It says, wake up. Yeah. It says, wake up. Literally. I, there's been times where I jumped out of my seat, Ma. Yeah. Jumped out of my seat, hands in the air. I'm crying. All I can hear is what I need to do. Yes. Yeah. I need yes. to do. Not what I'm You say do it fast. Do it quickly. <laughs> uh, not what I'm doing right now. I'm about to cry. Not what I'm doing right now. It's telling me what I need to do. do. That's it's right. rehearsing it. Yes. All of a sudden it's feet and this yes. information is yes. telling me how to do it. Yeah. It said you gotta go to your father. You yes. go to him right now. Yes. You speak to him. You go to your brother. You speak to him. Yes. It is it, 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 yes. not an arousal. It it isn't.